After a public outcry, a robotic dog once hailed by the New York Police Department, a high-tech, crime-fighting sidekick, is getting sent back to its owner. Good afternoon. You are listening to another episode of Black Man Into the Wild. I'm blessed to be here with you all today, and I'm blessed to have you here with me as well. Today we're going to be talking about Boston Dynamics, an American engineering and robotics design company. But before we get started, if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel, like this video, and share with your friends if you like what you hear. Uh, but yeah, that's right. Creepy robot dog loses job with New York Police Department. The police canceled a $94,000 contract with the robots maker Boston Dynamics following a backlash tied to calls to cut the police budget and concerns of police militarization and abuses of force. Ladies and gentlemen, the robots are coming. Now, while, while this story features Spot, uh, of a four-legged canine-inspired robot introduced in 2016, uh, today I, I actually want to focus on Boston Dynamics' newest robot, Stretch. Now, Boston Dynamics, they're, they're all about changing your idea of what robots can do. Founded in 1992 as a spinoff from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, headquartered in Waltham, Massachusetts, Boston Dynamics is owned by the Hyundai Motor Group since December 2020. Now, during the day, I, I do commercial real estate research, everything from you know tracking office building vacancies to industrial warehouse development and, and the whole nine. So I'm always paying attention to new tech in general and new tech as it pertains to commercial real estate specifically. So a couple of months back when Boston Dynamics unveiled their newest robot stretch specialized for warehouse and logistics applications, naturally, uh, I had to look more into it. The Verge reports, Boston Dynamics unveils stretch, a new robot designed to move boxes in warehouses. It goes on. Boston Dynamics is best known for its robot dog Spot, a machine designed to work in a range of environments, from offshore oil rigs to deep underground mines. But in recent years, the company has increasingly focused attention on the logistics space, and today is unveiling a new robot with just one application in mind, moving boxes in warehouses. The robot is called Stretch and looks relatively dull for a Boston Dynamics creation. It's not modeled after humans or animals and instead aims to be as practical as possible. It has a square mobile base containing a set of wheels, a perception mast with cameras and other sensors, a robotic arm with seven degrees of freedom, and a suction pad array on the end that can grab and move boxes up to 50 pounds in weight. So... It doesn't seem too sophisticated. Uh, it seems like it's just been perfected for, you know, efficiency to do basic tasks that, uh, you know, low-skilled employees would be doing in the warehouse, just moving boxes. It, it goes on, Boston Dynamics has been showing interest in the logistics space since 2019 when it purchased Kinema Systems, a company that makes machine vision software for robots and warehouses. It then designed a wheeled robot called Handle that could move boxes using a robotic arm, balancing itself with a huge swinging counterweight like a tail. Stretch's lineage can be traced back to Boston Dynamics' two-legged Atlas robot, which is able to balance its weight so smoothly it can run, jump, backflip, and more. Incredible. 
and, and you know there there's been plenty of uh popular videos uplo- uploaded to the internet that have made their rounds um <laughs> of them dancing to music and you know jumping and doing parkour and, and the whole nine so uh, yeah, I can I can see why you know this new application in warehouses that uh, e-commerce has been growing you know tremendously over the past year and a half and, and even before then um, why there's an interest in this new robot stretch uh, and how it will be sort of um, you know placed out there in in, in the field. Uh, it, it says. Boston Dynamics claims Stretch can move up to 800 cases an hour, a throughput rate that's comparable to that of a human employee. High-capacity batteries mean Stretch can operate for eight hours at a time before it needs recharging. The throughput rate, though, should be treated with skepticism. It says, Putting robots to work in warehouses is incredibly difficult because of the sheer variation of these spaces. Workflows can change on a daily basis as different goods come and go, and what's often valued is flexibility. The inability of machines to handle these challenges so far is what's led to an all-or-nothing dynamic in automation. You either remake the entire warehouse so it's regular enough for machines to understand, or you stick with humans, masters of the unknown. I think one of the uh, one of the most popular case studies of recent is Tesla and, and what they're doing with their manufacturing, uh, you know, warehouse facilities, um, and just how they're they're able to vertically integrate, you know, the different you know production lines and and so on and so forth to be able to actually uh, understand you know where the efficiencies are with using you know, general robotics throughout or, or, or where, you know, you know, humans can come in and actually do uh, the detailed, meticulous tasks. Uh, it, it says, Boston Dynamics' big claim is that Stretch will be able to bridge this divide. The company says the robot can be operated by anyone with just a few hours of training. And that it's mobile base means it can slot into spaces designed for humans. Will it work? We'll only find out once Stretch gets to grips with the job. Boston Dynamics says it's currently looking for customers to pilot test Stretch and is aiming for commercial deployment in 2022. So that's, you know, six, seven months down the road. And, you know, to answer the question, are robots coming? I I would say yes. (laughs) Should we be worried? For for that answer, we can actually turn to robotsarecoming.org Yes, interestingly enough, there is an entire website and organization dedicated to answering that question for us. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting to take a look at this in the context of COVID-19, because we've talked before about some of the trends that have been expedited because of the pandemic and so on and so forth. Uh, so, so it says here, the unemployment rate and other Bureau of Labor Statistic measures will not capture the full scope of economic harm that is done by COVID-19. Tens of millions of Americans have had their hours and income significantly reduced, have been furloughed, or changed to part-time, have been forced to take on lower-wage jobs in the gig economy with no stability, or have been permanently laid off, and, though they want to work, believe no job is available for them. Zero of these people, 
will be counted in the unemployment rate. And the Bureau of Labor Statistics continues not to track income or hours and not provide adequate measures of the true size of the gig economy. So all in all, we're left struggling to understand what to pay attention to amidst all the economic noise in interpreting the health and structure of our workforce. If we sift through all of the intensity of the short-term noise, it starts to become clear that there are a few broader future of work trends occurring that are going to be massively accelerated with the economic collapse in the wake of COVID-19. To be clear, none of these trends are new, but the important insight is that the recession will rapidly and dramatically accelerate these trends to levels that will have a significant and permanent impact on the structure of our labor market. In recent days, many inside and outside of our government have focused on how we can achieve the objective of getting Americans back to work. The problem is, most of the plans released around this objective seem to have the implicit assumption that reopening the economy will put the vast majority of Americans who have been laid off back to work. The reality is, many employers, even when they reach pre-crisis revenue numbers, will not employ pre-crisis level of workers. As a number of economists have proven, there is a strong correlation between economic recessions and a rise in employer adoption of increased automation. Their research suggests that during recessions, employers tend to lay off less skilled employees and replace them with a combination of technology and a fewer number of higher skilled workers. This time will be no exception. In fact, it will likely be much worse, since the 2008 recession not only has the power of artificial intelligence, robotics, and other technologies risen at an exponential rate, they have also continued to become dramatically cheaper. This time, the trade-off for employers will be a much easier decision. As employers increasingly look to automation to fill the roles of laid-off workers, many individuals will need to reevaluate their skill sets before re-entering the workforce. In general, the counter-cyclicality of education is well documented. But given the rapid acceleration of automation mentioned above, the skills gap, the gap between the skills the individuals have and the skills employers will demand, will, excuse me, will be much higher than in previous recessions, significantly increasing friction in the labor market. That said, individuals will be hesitant to flock to traditional higher education institutions with skepticism over their ROI, or return on investment, at an all-time high. With people displaced from the workforce and unable to re-enter it without new skills, combined with basic living costs of housing, health care, Education continuing to soar, inequality is likely to rise, and the inadequacies excuse me, and the inadequacies of America's social safety net are likely to be exposed. With this, we will see increasing calls for some form of universal basic income. As people who have been displaced from the labor market, and even those who haven't, struggle to cover their expenses. They will increasingly look to the gig economy to gain quick access to income. Many, not all gig, econ gig economy platforms, have low barriers to entry. For workers, given most of the tasks involve low-skill activities like driving, shopping, and delivering. 
COVID-19 is accelerating these future of work trends that won't just be a short-term kink in a graph, but rather a transformational shift in the trajectory of the economy. The rapid degree of technological progress and massive widening of the skills gap compared to the past recessions will be the differences that make the trends in this recession much more impactful and enduring. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Black Man Into the Wild. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.